Hello everybody, Paul Jankarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another podcast episode from Online Marketing for Life, and that's the number four. Okay, folks, I hope everyone had a splendid weekend. Uh, It was a nice one here in Rhode Island. We are in the northeast section of the United States, right on the ocean. Although the weather was, <coughs> excuse me, just okay. Uh, Sunday was kind of intermittent clouds and things, but we went to a nice uh, concert. Uh, there's a nice venue at a brewery in our town, and I'll tell you, our neighbor. Paul Grillo, he had said, hey, listen, I'm having a, <coughs> excuse me, I, water went down the wrong pipe earlier and it's still bothering me. But anyhow, Paul Grillo said to us, hey, why don't you come to our concert at Graysale? He said, we'd love to. So we met up with his wife and sat on a picnic table, my wife and our friend Mary Lynch and we had a splendid time. We really did. It was a great time. And we listened to some, I guess, folk music. You know, it was it was uh, different for me. Uh, I've never really listened to it that much. Although Paul hit the nail on the head when he said, look forward to seeing it on Sunday when you don't know any of the music. <laughs> I said, okay. Well, he was right. I didn't. Uh, but that's not saying much because I don't know much of any music. Uh, And on Saturday, it was uh, puppy daycare. Not so much puppy daycare. It was more or less puppy training. But all different types of dogs were in the training. And Theo had to go up to all of them and kiss them and play with them and everything. But most of the dogs uh, really enjoyed his company. So that was a nice nice sign. Because when you're walking your dog, you don't want to have to have a problem with an oncoming dog. Um, you know, you want to have compatible, um, byways, so to speak, you know? Um, so that was, uh, that was a plus. And on, well, let's just see what I had come up with. I had a couple things on Saturday. Yeah. The, yeah, I did a blog today. Uh, my blog was success which means different things to different people that was a pretty good one i thought but on saturday the difference between heaven and hell and what's the difference matthew kelly explains it pretty succinctly Uh, hell has a very large banquet table where everybody's seated And the food is laid out in front of everyone. And it's scrumptious. It's actually delicious food. Well, I should say, at least it smells that way. And they hand out forks for everyone to eat. The problem is the forks are six feet long. And they can't, they can, they can stab the food, but they can't feed themselves. It's just too big. So they all die of starvation continually because it happens every single day. And in heaven, the difference there is there's that same banquet table 
lined up with food, everyone seated. And this time, the forks are also six feet long. And everyone can stab the food, but they can't feed themselves. So what they do is they reach across the table and feed the other person. So everybody's well fed. And that goes on every single day of our lives. Neat little analogy. Um, I don't know if that's anywhere near uh, what heaven's like. Uh, you know, do we need food when we're in heaven? Do we need nourishment? I certainly know we don't have to pee and poop. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, that, to me, uh, would be a, a benefit right there. I'll tell you right now, if I did not have to urinate, during the day, I would probably save, I don't know, six, seven hours. <laughs> In all seriousness, I probably would save about 25 minutes. It, it seems like I'm constantly going to the bathroom like three times an hour, for crying out loud, every 20 minutes. But I could be exaggerating. And no, my prostate's fine, thank you. I, I've had it checked and everything's, <laughs> everything's in good shape. Um, so today's Darren Daly. The summer productivity hack that you are afraid to use. Uh, and what he says is it's up to you to create an environment where productivity is the expectation, not time spent. So step number eight is the Monday, the Monday jumpstart. Uh, and essentially the Monday jumpstart is, you know, you get out of bed a couple hours earlier than you normally do. So if you get out of bed at like 5.15, say you get out of bed at 3.15. And from 3.15 to say 7.15, those four hours will be gold for you. Because when you first get up, no one's around in the house, not even the pets. And there's no traffic outside generally unless you live in a urban city or something. Um, but everything is relatively tranquil. And in some places it's probably dark <laughs> at that hour. And you bang it out for four hours no cell phone emails no beeps on the text messages none of that and that just it's just precious and productive hours and that's a monday jump start you know and it allows you to cut out of the office early someday the rest of the week for some summertime fun so if you'd like to get to the beach it looks like a good forecast for thursday that Monday jumpstart will not only give you a jumpstart on the week, but it'll give you some some time off, even though it's really technically not time off because it's it's time spent doing it in in different structures. So you know, what I mean, it's the same amount of time that you're working, just uh, structured differently. And you know, you want to create the environment that allows productivity to shine. That's essentially what you're looking to do for yourself. You don't want to uh, get after it after dinner. 
you know, when all the kids are rambunctious and dishes need to be done and chaos everywhere, that's not the time to do a Monday jump start. It's generally when you're supposed to be sleeping. And that's what I tell other people. They're like, why do you work out early in the morning? I said, because the only other time to work out is when I'm sleeping. I said, I can only work out when I'm supposed to be sleeping. Four o'clock in the afternoon, I think that's when Darren Hardy works out. I just can't do it. There's so many things going on, whether it uh, be business events, uh, social calls, um, picking the kids up from here or there. It's, it's a chore, you know, and I know you have to schedule it. And if you schedule it, it'll get done. But to me, it's, it's so nice to have it over with by 6 o'clock in the morning, so to speak. For me, it's, it's done at like 6, 6.45, I'm out of there. So it's a, it's a, it's a good thing in that respect. Uh, and it's not the volume of trivial tasks that are completed, but the scale of vital priorities achieved. You know, it's not the tasks, it's the vital priorities achieved. And that's a, a great point by Darren. And we got to change our mindset to that, you know. And the last point that he makes is, you know, to keep folks engaged, we need to make work fun. Uh, and, and that can be done and done productivity, uh, productively uh, if we do the, uh, the right things. So, um, Life is Missy is a book that I'm reading right now. And it has a uh, bunch of good quotes and a lot of sustenance of, you know, a, a committed religious Catholic of, of these days. And dare I say, a, a committed person. You know, because it's not so much religious, this book. You know, I mean, you could walk up to anybody in the airport and give it to them, even if they're wearing a turban, without having a, a problem of them reading it. But anyhow, exa uh, examine the most devastating and disgusting moments in human history, and you will find heroic kindness. And I would have to say that I agree with Matthew wholeheartedly because it is very true. Just look at 9-11 and the devastation with 9-11. But there were infinite amounts of heroic kindness. Uh, you know, even nowhere near Manhattan. So that's a, a great observation by Matthew Kelly. And our story today is about opportunity. And it's the obstacle in our path. In ancient times, there was a king. And he placed a boulder in the roadway. Uh, he then hit himself to see what people would do 
as they encountered that boulder. Uh, some of the king's courtiers and wealthiest came across the boulder and although they were inconvenienced, you know, they did go around it, many uh, complained, blaming the king, but nobody did anything to get the rock out of the way until a peasant which then came and had his daily items and upon approaching the boulder the peasant laid down his belongings and tried to push the boulder off the road and after much pushing and straining he finally succeeded and as the peasant went back to pick up his belongings he noticed a purse lying where the boulder had been and opening the purse it contained many gold coins and a note from the king and the letter basically congratulated the person who had moved the boulder and those gold coins were their reward. Not too shabby for a, a day's work did not go unnoticed. You know, um, I don't think the peasant thought there was going to be a, a reward at the end of what he did. The moral of the story is every obstacle presents an opportunity to improve our circumstances. And it's very true, you know, it, it does. But we need to recognize that. Uh, sometimes we're so caught up in the moment, maybe like the king's courtiers and merchants, that we can't be bothered with menial things that cause a major issue. Uh, but sometimes it takes the simple-minded to do the strenuous, but they are rewarded handsomely in return. And I thought that was a, uh, a good story, a nice little moral to it nice little twist so the next time you're on an interstate road and there's a boulder on it make sure you move it and i'm sure there'll be some gold coins in there as well <laughs> at least we hope there will be but that's the thing we do it because it's right not for what we're given you know we hold the door open for someone not because we expect to get rewarded but it's the right thing to do that's all. That's, that's what this story is telling us. Okay, folks. I will uh, leave you on a Monday with that. I will check in with you again tomorrow, Lord willing. And in the meantime, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you soon.